You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. With hosts Dave Carson and Charles Howard. We are coming to you from the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. This is your Library Insider. Welcome back to the Did You Hear podcast, your library insider. Oh, yeah. well, that's this show, Dave. What's what's uh, what? What are we dishing up? What's the first course? So our, our first course today, uh, we're actually we talked with a chef and asked him some questions, uh, a cornucopia of questions. So we are joined by Chef Brett. Glad to be here. And uh, so, so tell us a little bit about your your history as a chef. Okay, I've been in the culinary world for almost thirty years now. Kind of done a little bit of everything from a classic sushi apprenticeship to um, running a mom and pop restaurant to my own restaurant, and you know, just done the whole whole gambit of everything, pretty much. You, you know. It, it, you're approaching this very mild-manneredly uh, because we read your profile. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Lots of awards. <laughs> lots of awards. Uh, lots of yeah. I um I won best estate in 2016 for the best burger in Utah. Um, quite a few accolades there. Um, in Kansas City, I was uh, a finalist for best chef. Um, in the pitch back to back in 2021, I believe in 2022, wow. or no, 2020 and 2021. Excuse me. Wow. Was up for best restaurant on the pitch as well, and uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I get weird talking about <laughs> that, my, that, my stuff. That's like that. all right. I, I hear that totally. Uh, um, well, what we have in mind for you is we have this giant Thanksgiving cornucopia wicker um, kind of horn-looking thing that we've dumped out all of the squash and uh, pumpkins and uh, things like that, uh, leaving it empty, and we have stuffed it full of good questions for you. And the questions that we have fall into two categories. One uh, category uh, are delicious dishes, and the second category of questions our chef deep dive. So um, the idea is, you know, um, just briefly, when we throw out a Thanksgiving dish, maybe you could give us your own special twist on it, or those of us that are not professional chefs but love cooking and love to eat, maybe you have some some uh, techniques or ideas for us. And then the others are more about you as a person and a chef and somebody just here in Johnson County. Are you ready, Charles? Yeah. Okay, dig deep into that cornucopia. Grab the first one out here. So this one is one of our delicious dishes, and it's breads and rolls. What kind of breads and rolls? Man, you're talking my language. I'm a carboholic. Like, one of my favorite (laughs) foods at Thanksgiving is stuffing and the rolls and breads. Yeah. You know, I'm a fan of um, of sweet rolls, uh, definitely. Um, But I don't really discriminate. Um, 
if you're going to look at you know doing breads or whatnot you know when i when i do breads i like to do like sourdough starters and stuff like that and really get get a nice uh, you know depth to it with like a twang okay. to your breads you make if you go look online you can start a a poolish dough which is just flour and you can cheat it with yeast and sugar and water and you got to feed it like a little pet and it can be a good starter kit for any you know recipes that you'd prefer to use or whatnot um, a secret little trick too that I like to do if I'm finishing some sweet rolls to give them a little bit of uh, a zing is to take some a lot of people brush egg wash and stuff like that mm-hmm. I'll brush them with buttermilk uh-huh. and that'll kind of give a nice little sheen to it uh, as well and like crust and like nice little tang on some sweet rolls I'm so glad we brought chefs in because I'm learning <laughs> some, I mean seriously yeah I had never heard of that that's just, I yeah. might actually do that mm-hmm. yeah okay what's what's next in the cornucopia Next up, I guess along the same lines of, of carbs, this one is another delicious dishes for stuffing. So there you go. Um, I can think of a million different versions of stuffing. I just kind of go with one of my favorites. I like to take traditional, you know, dried bread, and I like corn to do like a 50-50 with cornbread. Cornbread. And I'm, I'm pretty much a traditionalist when it comes to, to stuffing. I can't get too far out there with it, you know, because it's essentially a savory bread pudding mm-hmm. right. is what you do. But it's, I, I mean, the way that I don't think I've ever really found a stuffing that I've eaten at any Thanksgiving dinners or that somebody's made yeah. that I thought, you know, that wasn't very good because it's just, it's just like literally one of my favorite. Oh, favorite I've, I've had it. I've had it where it's not very good. Well, like, it becomes, like if it, if it's, if it doesn't keep that like crunch to the bread, like it can just become paste. Yeah. If it's <laughs> soupy, yeah, you got to have that outside texture like you're, yeah. you're talking about. And if it's just like a mush, that's not good. And yeah. it is hard to get that for some people to find that right ratio to to get the right texture on it's your It's all about the sage, though, right? You gotta have the sage, mm-hmm. man. I mean, there's a lot of other, you know, herbs and stuff you can put in there with your parsley and your celery, onion, carrots, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely love stuffing. Awesome. Okay, well, how about one of the deep dives here? What is a cooking mistake that we can all learn from? Oh, yeah. Wow, let's see here. Hmm. I, think I, I like lot. that he pauses because maybe he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So that, yeah, good source to go to. Well, I don't want to say I'm, I don't, <laughs> but I'm just trying to run through here because I got to go, you know, through the civilian aspect and then, right. and then the yeah. kitchen aspect. You know, I think the, the, the mistake that most people make on a common basis is not setting timers. Like I set so many timers, you know, throughout the day. My wife was not a timer setter and it drives me crazy. I'll be like, what time did you put such and such? She's like, I think it was like eight (laughs) minutes ago and it just drives me nuts. But um, yeah, you know, that's the the key, especially if you're baking or something to burn something if you don't set your timers. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, how about another one? Uh, This one is deep dive. What is your favorite side dish if you have any... Oh yeah! Wow. Go-tos. Man, that's a that's a tough one. Hmm. Well, what's yours, Charles? Give him a minute. I really like a good like baked mac and cheese. Mm. I think that's yeah. That's something that I that's really not appreciate. But is, is that something that's regular on your Thanksgiving table? Usually, yeah. Um, huh. That's something that my immediate family didn't do but when uh-huh. my extended family once my in-laws once i married into their their family that was something that they have always had and i have grown to love it 
I'm, I'm a big sauce guy. I love gravy. So, man, give me some mashed potatoes and some stuffing. I love putting the gravy on the stuffing. Yeah, there you Thanksgiving go. Thanksgiving cannot come. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I was just talking to one of my uh, my chefs uh, about Thanksgiving, how he's doing his turkey, and he's doing a, t- a test run this morning. So I was kind of already in the Thanksgiving mentality. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But, like, I, I, I'd probably have to say the green bean casserole. I, it's oh, yeah. so simple, so basic, and, you know, you can go as simple as you want or as, you know, odd as you want with the cream and mushroom and how you do all that and stuff. But I just, like, love a good cream bean casserole. Nice. Do you, sure. do you make it all from scratch, or is that one that's like mm, it's so familiar? It's like uh, you know, canned stuff is just just assemble it and be done. You know, I've tried it with like fresh garden green uh-huh. beans and making my own fresh you know cream mushroom and uh-huh. all that and fr- own fried onions. And, yeah. it's, and you're right, it's not the same. You do want you want that canned green bean texture, <laughs> that over sodium <laughs> cream of mushroom soup, and you want the French's cheap crunchy onions on there. It just it's just yeah, it's especially good if you have kids because I tried to make it like you know all good ingredients, <laughs> fresh ingredients in my daughter was like this is this it's not this the same not, yeah yeah it's not <laughs> truly truly okay well how about sweet potatoes delicious dishes sweet potatoes and wow. I'm, i love sweet potatoes by the way they're my favorite man so you know sweet potatoes you know another thing that's hard to steer far from you know with the the butter and the and the the brown sugar and that stuff you can get too weird with them i like if you want to talk about like a weird version of sweet potatoes i'm a big fan of a warm sweet potato salad Mm. Um, oh, really? that I like to do that's that goes kind of with a little bit off the the Thanksgiving idea but you know you cube your potatoes and you 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 fry them or you can roast them and then when they're hot you will put them in a mixing bowl and you can take uh, however much mayonnaise or whatnot that you want I like to chop up some fresh dill and put that in there and then capers yeah and salt and pepper and if you actually happen to have a little bit of bacon fat or if you want to chop up some like fresh bacon lardons and mix those in and serve it warm hmm. it's a really really nice uh, that sounds great salad. yeah very good I, be, I bet you could probably do that with like butternut squash or other, oh yeah oh yeah oh wow. yeah or you could even make it like a root vegetable situation huh. you know, on the squash idea wow so that's great pretty tasty it's <laughs> awesome it's one of my that's favorite sweet potato dishes Okay, how about this deep dive? What has been your most successful dish? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Which we've already heard about your award-winning burger, but doesn't have to be that. It could be anything and however you view it as successful. Probably the soft-shell crab sandwich. That's just really a random egg. It was actually a finalist for best non-barbecue sandwich in the pitch. Or probably my tonkatsu ramen, my version of it. Just really good dishes and get probably amazing feedback from so many people yeah on those dishes all right well i think we have time for one more uh well thanks for giving us your time we appreciate this is cool we realize you are a working chef (laughs) you're not you're not retired you got work to do (laughs) probably i got one more here that i just pull out deep dive i think this will be a good one to end on um so this is Family Thanksgiving traditions. Ah. Do you have any traditions for your family? Well, um, you know, pretty much the 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 average get together, you know, and all the my kids and nieces and nephews get together and you know, we play board games. I mean, it might be kind of basic, but like, you know, nothing too outrageous. We just get together, have a good time and and break bread and, mm-hmm. and just be thankful for yeah. for everything, you know. That's what it's all about. It's like family, friends, just being together.
And welcome back to our interview with the turkey. Right. And oh my gosh, the turkey's <gasps> right there. How, how could I miss this turkey sitting in the studio this entire time? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. This <laughs> <laughs> seems pretty obvious to me. Dave. Okay, well. Well, uh, I would jump right in, but I don't actually speak turkey. You know what, Charles? I happen to be a turkey translator. That's one of my many skills. Oh, oh, oh. And yeah, the turkey happens to say he's very impressed. Oh. Well, uh, by the way, Mr. Turkey, what's your name? Well, his name is Larry the Turkey, and Larry? he comes from Lewisburg, Kansas. Larry from Lewisburg. Well, that's great to have you, Larry. I think I'll just go ahead and ask some questions if you and want I'll to translate. translate yeah, for because us. I talk turkey. So there let's we do go. it. All right. Okay. So, Larry, what are you most thankful for this year? Gobble. Right, right. Okay, so he says friends, family, the Did You Hear podcast. Thank you very oh, much, Thank you. Larry. That's great. Uh, the e-library. And Larry says that he really likes Libby because he's able to read his uh, e-books and uh, watch some free streaming video on Canopy because uh, apparently there's some good bird documentaries on there we should check out. And he says he's learning a new trade on Udemy. A new trade on Udemy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Active library user. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so, Larry, what do you think is the hardest part about being a turkey? Larry says getting eaten. Maybe next question. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, along those same lines, what would be an alternative to turkey as a main course on Thanksgiving? Oh, my goodness. So uh, apparently Larry uh, knows a lot of alternatives. Uh, um, he says anything but turkey. And uh, why not a veggie, la- uh, veggie lasagna or tofu or a whole roasted cauliflower, lentil shepherd's pie or zucchini oh. enchiladas? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's making him hungry. He says. <laughs> Sound good to me, too. Yeah. OK, well. How about we move on to a different subject then instead of instead of Larry says that'd be great. Yeah. It was great. Okay. Uh, well, if you were a different animal, what would you be? Oh, yeah, Larry. I totally agree. He says he would like to soar like an eagle, just any kind of flying bird. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be cool. So you must love to travel then. What's the next trip that you're planning to take? And he says turkey, and sorry that that's such an obvious answer. Oh. <laughs> I, by the way, Larry, it may not be what you think. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds sounds like a good one. Uh, if you could live in any time period in American history, which would it be? Well, he, he says the brain, uh, the Ben Franklin era. Um, he says, okay. man, that guy loved turkeys. <laughs> I, I have heard that. Larry's very knowledgeable about history. It's <laughs> a very well-rounded turkey. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, do you have any new hobbies that you started this year? Anything fun and exciting that you that you picked up? Oh, yeah. A little sore spot there, Charles. Apparently, turkeys don't have opposable thumbs, so he's kind of limited to what his hobbies are. He's kind of slightly offended by your question. Oh, okay. Well, if you don't 
mind. What about music? Do you listen to music? Okay. Big, big music fan, okay. and uh, yeah, loves music. Okay, what's your favorite song? Gobble, 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 gobble. Freebird. Oh, <laughs> makes sense. It does make sense. Oh my gosh, do you know what time it is? What time's that, Dave? It's time for turkey trivia. Turkey trivia. Yeah. I have some uh, insider knowledge here. Yeah, we've know. got five questions for our friend Larry. Gobble! And I'll tell you what, if you win, we happen to know... Um, the uh, county librarian. Gobble. Yeah, yeah. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's a good one. We agree. Gobble. Uh, Trisha Solentrop is going to grant you a pardon gobble. from the Thanksgiving. But you've got to win. You've got to answer these questions right. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Okay. Larry well. says he's he's ready and raring to go. Let's try this first one out then. Question one. True or false? Only male turkeys gobble. Gobble. He says True. That is correct. Yes. One out of All right. All right. Question number two. Can turkeys fly? Gobble. Yeah. Yeah. He says some, and he's correct. Only wild turkeys can fly. Oh, okay. That's an interesting fact. I didn't know that one. Gobble. Yeah. Okay. Well, another true or false coming up here for you. Turkeys' heads can change colors. True or false? Gobble. He says it's true. And turkeys can change, their heads can change colors. They can turn from white to blue and white to red. Hmm. And blue to red and red to blue. Wow. Gobble. Right? Yeah. I haven't hung it's around a, a lot of turkeys. It's turkey rain. And gobble. you probably don't watch yourself a lot, Larry. Gobble. 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 <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, well, we got two more questions here. You're on a roll. I'm pulling for you, Larry. Pulling for you, Larry. (laughs) Another true or false. Uh, True or false. Turkeys can see three times better than humans. Oh, gobble. He says it's true. Oh. And it is true. Okay. That's why why you never see turkeys with glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Gobble. Good point. point. That's that's my role on the Did You Hear podcast. To make... (laughs) Good, good points and nice observations. <laughs> okay, so our last Ooh, question Oh, this is here. a tough one. Question five. What president introduced the pardoning of turkeys? Gobble, gobble. Oh, you're looking. Gobble, gobble, gobble. He's concerned. Okay. Gobble. Um, gobble. Maybe a second guess on that one, buddy. Gobble, 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 gobble. Oh, that's the sun. Yes, George W. Bush. <sighs> okay, yeah, that is correct. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. And welcome back, everyone. That was a great interview there. It was. Dave, Dave, you don't seem very happy, um, though. You know, Charles, it's you know, it, it's it's just that it's fall. Yeah, yeah, it is fall, and I'm it's not, fall. A, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, it means that summer's over. It means that it's a period of mourning. You know, hmm. it's it's just grief incarnate 
You know, things die, or at least they go dormant all around you. You know, the the only good thing about fall is the dramatic colors in the trees, right? The, everything changes yeah. at a score. Not this year. Hmm. No, not this year because we've got a drought. So, you know, uh, we go from green to brown to on the ground, you know, and that yeah. doesn't make me too happy. Well, that that's one way to look at well, it. Well, you know, there's more. There's more, Charles. Oh, there's more. My, oh, my list is long. <laughs> it's the inevitability of cold weather. I hate the cold. And, you know, we've got shorter days. We go from 15 hours down to eight hours of sunlight. Hmm. And so many people, eight million Americans, as a matter of fact, suffer from seasonal affective disorder, right? It's also known as, you know, seasonal depression, winter depression, winter blues. Hmm. Wait, did I say eight million? It's only three million. But still, that doesn't cheer me up, That Charles. is a lot of people. <laughs> but accuracy is important. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then daylight savings time. Still, I don't. I don't know if I'm a fan. Right. Yeah. And 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 one last thing. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice is one of those things that it comes every fall and you fall in love, but by the end of winter, you're like, ah, I remember why I broke up with you last oh, no. year. I'm so sick of you. <laughs> Too much for you. Do you understand? I understand the, that list. Yeah, that's uh, those are some grievances. But so I let's have skip a, fall altogether. Well, I have a an alternative option for you, though. Have you ever heard of Huga? No, I'm intrigued. So Huga, it is a concept from the Danish, and it p- pretty popularly uh, appeared in a 2017 book, The Little Book of Huga. And it is the idea that you do things to get away from those kind of seasonal depression um, ideas that you were bringing up and you go more towards leaning into coziness and togetherness and things that bring you joy. Interesting. So, so for example, um, reading books could be something that you could do together with family or you could, you could spend time together in front of a fireplace and just telling stories to each other or yeah. or listening to podcasts that you love like this one <laughs> that was clever <laughs> so there's so many things you can do together that that I think make fall a wonderful time so Hugo and and, and honestly I did hear of this once before um <laughs> It doesn't necessarily have to be with others either. It can be you could be uh, alone. That's true. Yeah. Like uh, alone coziness time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just cuddle up on the couch with uh, with your knitting and some. I some don't have socks any knitting. On, some warm woolen socks and. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I yeah. grab a, a warm cat and a yeah. book and go watch the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy or or yeah, just yeah. enjoy a, a nice cup of cocoa or tea or coffee and watch the snowfall. Yeah. I think it's a really great way to kind of mentally flip whatever problem you might have with fall and winter That's and make true. it a positive. That's true. Yeah. So what are, what are some positive ways that our patrons can embrace this concept of Huga? Well, I think there's a, a couple ways and I'd actually, I brought some guests with me today. I did not see them this entire time. They've been sitting very quietly in our studio here. Here we are, Dave. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh, my goodness. There's two of them. <laughs> so so why don't we have you each introduce yourselves and tell us your position here at Johnson County Library. 
Thanks for having me here today, Charles sure. and Dave. Yeah. Uh, my name is Pai Pai Baltz, and I'm a clerk at Monticello, and I've been a clerk there for over three years. Oh, welcome. Hi. Thanks for inviting me here today. My name is Christopher Leach, and I'm the Community Relations Coordinator in the Development Department here at the library, and I've been with JCL since 2014. That's wow. eight years for those of you doing math in your head. Well, welcome to both of you. And Dave, I actually brought them for a specific reason related yeah. to Hugo. Yeah. Uh, I think that reading books yeah. is one thing that people can do um, to kind of promote that that Hugo lifestyle through the library. Uh -huh. And I also think that there are lots of opportunities to give back to your community through the library. Yeah. So I the thought both of, of these people, the spirit of giving would be another yeah. way. So... Um, well, who wants to start? Well, I would love to tell you all about the development department. And as a matter of fact, when you were describing the definition of Huga, I thought you were talking about the development department because we are all about people, coziness, togetherness, and bringing joy. The purpose of our department is to help people help their community. Yeah. We are really lucky here in Johnson County to live in a, a community where people want to give. Uh, they're very generous with their tax support of our institution, but they want to give more of their time and their talent and their treasure to help the library be even more successful. So the development department uh, is organized around the foundation uh, which is our major gifts uh, department, mm -hmm. our sure. friends of Johnson County Library, which is our membership organization, and our volunteer coordinator. All three of uh, these uh, departments and offices are set up to help that energy and that giving spirit and that sense of coziness in the community come into the library and help support programs and activities and projects in every branch and uh, often out in the community as well. Nice. So what are some ways of uh, giving? Well, you could become a member of the Friends of Johnson County Library. It's very easy to do, many affordable membership levels, and you can attend their used book sales and help repurpose uh, books by those cozy fires uh, mm -hmm. on these nice. uh, cool autumn and winter nights. You could give to the annual appeal of the Johnson County Library Foundation and make a gift uh, to help support a project like uh, Race Project KC or the Writers Conference or uh, early literacy programs. Or you could decide alone with your family or with a group from your office or company or organization to volunteer some time supporting a program, working in the Friends Sorting Center, or shelving books in one of our 14 conveniently located branches around Johnson County. Uh, in any of those ways, you'll be using your energy to help everyone in the county feel comfortable and safe and secure and happy about Johnson County Library. And we really love our volunteers here. They do so much to help us out every day in the branches. And I know here at the Central Resource Library, all of the volunteers in the genealogy department, they're just such experts in that subject matter that it's nice to have them here to help every day. We actually saw a growth 
of volunteerism during COVID. Really? People were so eager to do something in their sure. community that felt positive and productive uh, that we had people calling up and asking for opportunities and willing uh, to expose themselves uh, to possible risk in order to help the library succeed. And we were really gratified by that. And that energy is still going strong. I feel very cozy knowing all of that. Yeah. And thank you to the development department for all that you do. We're very Huga. Thanks <laughs> very for letting us share that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I understand that uh, you need to be on the run because you have quite a bit of fundraising to do at this very moment. I need to get out into the community and coordinate some relations. Okay. okay. Well, uh, so when you hear the door shut... That means Christopher has left, and then we can talk. No, we're not going to talk about him. But thank you so much <laughs> for stopping one thing by. Worse than being talked about, Dave. What's that? That is not being. Ah. About. <laughs> Goodbye. You. Happy Happy Huga. I guess is that a is that yeah. a saying? Is that a phrase? It can be. Yeah. Let's make it this today. All right. Well. We still have Pi Pi here with we, us, though. We do. And one of the things, the reason I, I asked Pi Pi to join us was when I worked at the Monticello branch with her, uh, I noticed that she read a lot of books and wrote very good reviews. So um, I wanted to, <laughs> no, no pressure, <laughs> I wanted to invite her in and see if you have any recommendations for like upcoming fall reads that might pique our listeners' interest. Yeah. Yes, I do. Thank you so much for asking, and thanks again for having me as a guest here on this uh, episode. Yeah. Um, it was very hard to narrow down my list of upcoming fall releases. There are so many, and so many I'm really excited about. But first on my list is A Limited Run by Karen McQuestion. It came out recently. I was lucky enough to read an advanced copy last month. In the synopsis, it goes, The show A Little Slice of Haven ended 25 years ago, but the cast has been invited to come back and perform their roles again for a chance to win $2 million each. Oh, wow. So what a deal. <laughs> it's a little odd because the child actors have grown up and become adults themselves, but they're still supposed to play their roles from 25 years ago and be the children that they once were. Interesting. All the actors must commit to this in order for the deal to be put into action. So is this arrangement legit or is it too good to be true? Nothing is as it seems, let me tell you. This novel gave me major Walton's vibes. I've never read a book <laughs> like this before and I mean that in an absolutely positive way. It's an unconventional mystery, it's a cozy thriller. It really doesn't fit into a box, um, but there's no violence or gore. So for some of your yeah. listeners that don't like blood and guts and gore, there's none of that here. So okay. I noticed the library has this on order. So place your holds now. You won't want to miss this one. That sounds great. I think the that's, that cozy feeling and cozy mysteries fit really well together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Lisa Unger is another person I wanted to include on my list. Her new release is Secluded Cabin Sleep Six. I've read every single one of her books, and she's one of my go-tos for suspense and thrillers. Hmm. Her novels always keep me on the edge of my seat. Huh. And in her new book, six people are renting a cabin together for the weekend. But secrets between these six friends come to light and bizarre things start happening. So the question is, who is ruining their weekend away and why? Huh. I'm really looking forward to this one. The cover is just amazing, and I know it will be excellent. It comes out November 8th. And then you said they, they also have other ones. Are they all in part of a series, or is it? 
She writes mostly standalones. Okay, cool. So, so then, that's that's great if you don't want to commit to a series. Yeah, yeah. if you like the style, then there's more to pick mm-hmm. up as well. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last on my list, but certainly not least, is The Personal Assistant by Kimberly Bell. She's another one. I've read almost all of her books, and I'm very excited about this one. The main character here is named Alex. She's a mom, a wife, a social media influencer. One of her posts is controversial, controversial, and it goes viral for all the wrong reasons. Oh. Alex reaches out to her personal assistant, AC, for damage control, but AC is nowhere to be found. Alex and her husband find themselves at the top of the list of suspects. It's a cat and mouse story about how well you really know those who are close to you. The cover just grabs me, and I can't wait to read this one. It comes out on November 29th. Hmm. Nice. Those sound like some good... Good books. Yeah, and it fits into our concept of Hugo. Yeah. And uh, boy, you know, I think this idea of taking something that's negative and really flipping it, spinning it, making it a positive, owning it so that you can have something good come out of what is kind of a, you know, a situation that's out of your control. It's like, we can't control the length of the days. We can't control the weather. But what you do inside this winter, oh my gosh, you could be cozy and warm with a warm cat, a nice beverage, and perhaps one of the books that PyPy has recommended. Okay, for this segment, we are talking with Chef Kalika. I think the first question is, what's your background as as a chef? Okay, so um, I was a chef for about 12 years. Okay. Um, I went to culinary school in Tucson, where I'm from, Tucson, Arizona. All right. And I was very fortunate to be able to study under Master Chef Bill Sai. Master Chefs are like unicorns. There's only 62 of them in the world. Hmm. So that was a huge opportunity for me. Um, I mean, I grew up loving food and just, I guess one day it just occurred to me that, oh my gosh, somebody would pay me to cook. And it never occurred to me that that was even an option for me. Um, Now, I do want to do a quick shout out. Julie Powell, the amazing food blogger, who actually, the movie Julie and Julia did inspire me to actually pull the trigger and enroll in culinary school. Ah, But um, I heard that she she unfortunately passed away uh, today. So um, quick pour one out for her, uh, for for Julie Powell, amazing inspirational blogger. But um, anyway, I decided I'm going to go to culinary school. I was just fresh out of like one more failed career and one more bad relationship. And long and short, um, food and blogging about food and blogging about my experience, Uh it all kind of saved me. Um, just emotionally. So I came up with the handle wannabe gourmand and I sort of um, had that handle with me all throughout my journey and okay. I eventually moved to Kansas City which where I live now I love it here I you know I want to die here it's great I absolutely love the Midwest and I've just worked in just about every single job you can work in except for front of house in the restaurant industry um, I can't do front of house I don't have the temperament <laughs> unfortunately um, 
but I, you know, I've been a prep cook, I've been a line cook, fry cook, I've been an executive chef. Yeah. Um, I think mostly I have been a pastry chef, and that is only lended to the fact that I can do math in my head. <laughs> that is all you need to be a pastry chef. Really, really, okay. you just to have know. to be good at I'm, math. I'm learning all kinds of things uh, already. You yeah. just have to be a cook that's good at math. Yeah, and be able to follow rules, and yeah. that's a that's a really really hard thing. Because um, with cooking, it's highly instinctual. It's very much uh, by feel, by touch. It's a very mm-hmm. tactile sort of um, mm. sensual art. But when you put math into the equation, no pun intended, it's just it, for some people, it just takes the magic out of it. But not for mm. me. I, I enjoy those constraints. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I hope you're ready for this. Oh, God. Charles, bring bring out the cornucopia. <laughs> I've oh, no. got it right what here. Is that? Yeah, so it's a what beautiful cornucopia. Oh. Within our cornucopia, we've got 10 questions. Five of them are what we're calling uh, delicious dishes, where we will present you with a dish and hopefully you'll help guide our patrons okay. um, with some suggestions on what you might do to jazz it up or make Zhuzh it up, a, something. A memorable meal. Oh, and boy. then we also have another category with five questions that is a chef deep dive. Okay. So, Charles. Yeah. So we're starting off with one of our deep dives. It looks like, what has been your most successful dish? One of the things I am grateful for existing is lumpia, lumpiang Shanghai. Um, I am, the viewers cannot see, but I am a mixed lady. Okay. Uh, so I am mixed with uh, Ashkenazi Jewish, hence the hair. It's okay. huge. Y'all can't see that, but it's it's huge and glorious. And um, I'm Filipino. Um, okay. So Filipino Jewish. Um, anyway, I love things that are deep fried and I love meats. Okay. Um, and lumpiang Shanghai are like Filipino egg rolls, but they're egg rolls and they're very thin because they don't have vegetables in them. Charles, big make misstep. We should have had our chefs make us some of this. Because we really need to yeah, try this. Yeah, this there's no amazing. filler. It's just meats and like, you know, all the aromatics and all the oh, yummy things. Yeah. And it's just deep fried. They're like little meat cigars that you dip in banana ketchup. <laughs> banana amazing. ketchup? Yes. Have you oh, ever had banana no. ketchup? No. It's You can have it if you're allergic to tomatoes. Okay. I, I love it. I personally love it in stuff. That's yeah. like the literal only way I like to have it. Just straight, just dipping lumpia. Okay. Anyway, I gave myself the task of creating this Franken Thanksgiving uh, with all of these weird things. And I was like, okay, I'm not creating a sausage pizza and lumpia (laughs) and turkey and latkes and tasio bao. You know, like, I'm not doing all of that. It's just, it's one person and it's two people that are eating. Right. So I decided to combine it. Hence my unholy alliance of, are you ready for this? Uh, pizza lumpias. Pizza lumpias. So think of an egg roll, only mm-hmm. it's stuffed with like sausage and pepperoni and cheese yeah. and tomatoes, and it's ooey gooey, and you dip it in marinara sauce when it's like deep fried. So that's I'm gonna I'm that gonna have to amazing. say so yeah. Cool. I yeah. did actually put that one in my on my blog. Well, how about another one of our deep dives here? Oh, what God. is a cooking mistake that we can learn from? Oh yeah. So. Uh okay so. Taste everything early. Yeah. Don't be afraid to taste it because you're going to eat it anyway. Right? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's almost like editing the podcast before you make it. <laughs> give before it you post it. Like, I, I should try that sometime. <laughs> um, okay. So I got another deep dive here. kind of calls back to what you were talking about earlier. It's, it says alternate ways to prep a turkey. So you said you don't really like the traditional way of making a turkey. What would be a, an alternate way that someone might try? So, okay. I mean, the traditional way is just sticking the poor thing in and just, you know, let, let go, let God, right? I mean, and of course there's basting and stuff, but I mean, so a turkey, if you think about the anatomy of this bird, they're not very fatty, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the way we have ours grown, they're just plump full of like water and antibiotics mm -hmm. and stuff. So um, I don't do that anymore. I, uh, I actually butcher my turkey. Okay. So I don't eight piece the turkey, which means, you know, break it down to like two breasts, two thighs, two whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I, I remove the spine of it. Uh-huh. And I quarter it. So I have quarter like the, okay. the leg quarters, I have the breast quarters, uh -huh. things like that. And I make um, adobong pavo, which is, uh, if you are any friends with any Filipino person, you will learn about adobo. Okay. Adobo is the national dish of the Philippines. Um, you'll hear about uh, chicken adobo or adobo manok. Uh, manok is chicken okay. in, in Tagalog. So it is, first off, every single adobo is highly individualistic. So let me get out there. But I okay. make the traditional-ish adobang, um, adobang baboy, which is kind of like with soy sauce. So I take the turkey, and this is a few days before, I crush like two heads of garlic, and yeah, two heads, two sounds whole good. heads. That yeah, sounds great. it sounds amazing. And I make it the way my mom makes it, and I use, um, basically I use almost, not quite equal parts, but close to equal parts of white vinegar, sugar, um, little bit little pinch of salt sometimes i add miso but then i add soy sauce um and some water and i let that brine okay. kind of marinate for like two days two days or so right. um and i i use a lot of peppercorns i use white peppercorns okay. and i use chinese long peppercorns because that's my own little twist on it and my mom uses brown sugar i don't i use white sugar and um the thing versus um with eastern versus western cooking it's all hugely different a lot of western cooking is very much uh, precision one cup of this one tablespoon of this i mean would you mm -hmm. say you agree with that i, I, yes. I mean i feel <laughs> i feel like baking is definitely baking that is way definitely that way i feel like there's a lot of freedom with kind of Im improvising with your your herbs and ingredients but well yeah I, I hear what you're saying there, there, there's a lot of folks going on the internet and getting a recipe and then yes. kind of following it and asian people don't do recipes okay. okay they they just go with how we want it to taste and we make it so that's neat. Basically. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing with Eastern versus Western, uh, NPR did this amazing uh, big study, big analytic study, where you can actually see the chart on this of um, flavor compounds matching and being similar and shared in Western recipes versus in uh, Eastern recipes, they're all um, complementary in the sense that yeah. they're all totally opposite. <laughs> you need to have a sweet something with a sour something with a, uh, with okay. a salty something. Yeah. It's just something like that. So it's all about balance with sort of competing flavors. Mm -hmm. And anyway, um, with the turkey, so I do that and I, bra I, I let that brine for like, you know, two days if I days, can before. Yeah. And then I sear it really, really hard, okay. high on the flat top, and then I stick it all in like this huge, big uh, turkey casserole thing, and then I pour my marinade on top, okay. and then I uh, basically oven braise it okay. for 
you know, a few hours, depending on how big my turkey is. And the result is just mwah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. and you always serve it with coconut rice. That okay. is, coconut that's ri- a hill I'll die on. How is coconut rice made? <gasps> okay, so you get a rice cooker. Okay. Do you have a rice cooker? Sure. sure. Instant a- pot, well. You can't see, but he just shot me through the heart. Um, That's what I got. Yeah. So um, you take a rice cooker or you take a big pot, you wash your rice. Uh And instead of using um, water, you use coconut milk. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I will try that. Okay. Um, You know, it's interesting. When when you're talking about just uh, everybody's technique uh, for your dish is a little bit different. Like your mom used a little sugar. I think that's that's similar with um, all the curries that I've encountered in the world. Yes. All these different cultures have their own versions of curries and then family to family. Yes. All these little twins. And it's like... Isn't that beautiful? Um, Yeah, it is. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's like everybody has their own little handprint on the heart of this recipe. Yeah. And I just, uh, I love Mm. it. And I hope we're inspiring some folks today to kind of... um, find find their chef voice and, yes find and, their voice yeah. i mean like um there's this beautiful japanese saying and i cannot say it in the original japanese and i won't even try because so many people will come for me but um i learned this from this amazing uh, sushi chef yukisa that i studied under and he said a dish is a gift to your customer okay and in this gift you're basically saying a piece of your soul like what does your soul have to say nice. to this to this person okay. and I was like that stuck with me that really really stuck with me throughout my entire career Well, thank you so much for listening to another edition of Did You Hear? And there's so much that we are thankful for. In just a few minutes, you're going to be hearing from different members of the development department organization, which includes the Friends of the Library, the Foundation, and our volunteers. And they'll let you know what they're thankful for. But uh, at this time, Charles, I want to throw it to you. And I want to ask, what are you thankful for? Man, um, there are, I feel like there are a lot of things to be thankful for. I feel like I'm, I'm thankful for, uh, the support of my family that I have at home. Um, I'm thankful for, uh, the thing about my family, the, the humor that my children have. They have a great sense of humor and they make me laugh all the time. Um, mm, Thankful for the podcast and all the listeners out there. Yeah. That's one of the, one of the best parts of my job is getting to come in here and chat with you, Dave. Oh, awesome. That's great. Well, I am very thankful that you have joined the podcast and you've been a reliable member and have really added something. I feel like the listeners would agree with that. Um, Thank you. You know, I'm I'm thankful for my wife, Stacy, my daughter, Hazel, and my dad, my sister, my niece and uh, nieces and nephew and uh, all my family. And um, I think like most Kansas Cityans, I am thankful for Patrick. Mahomes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, uh, well, I am kind of serious about that, but, uh, I'm very thankful 
for uh, just about 15 years on the job here at uh, uh, Johnson County Library and the opportunity to uh, talk with you all about library services is kind of crazy if you work someplace as long as I have you really get to know a lot of the nooks and crannies mm -hmm. and I'm on the communications team and so it just makes sense to kind of talk about you know from an informed perspective all the different um, parts of the library and what I don't feel like I can talk about really well um, it's so nice to be able to bring in so many people from all the different parts of the library to share with you why we're so passionate about the library. It's true. We have so many people that, that do such specific things here at the library. If you if you go back even to our series last year about um, Discover Your Library, Discover your library mm -hmm. that we did with, with all those people that we brought in, I think those episodes are still a great way to see your library system in Johnson County and all of the wonderful people that work there. Yes. So thank you to all the patrons of Johnson County that use and value uh, the library. Thank you to all you librarians, clerks, pages, administration, uh, all the folks that make uh, the library run behind the scenes, the folks that clean up the computers and vacuum the floor, floors every day, making a, a, a clean and safe environment for you and your family. You know, I, I wish you all well, and I hope you embrace this concept of Huga and that fall and winter will treat you well. Hey, this is Bonnie. I'm a foundation board member and I'm thankful for my amazing supportive husband and my joyful independent daughter. I'm also thankful for the Johnson County Library because books, stories, knowledge, and libraries are the foundation of our lives and our communities. A great way to show your gratitude this season is to donate at jocolibraryfoundation.org slash donate. Hi, David. This is Erica Cordaro and I'm a volunteer at the Oak Park Branch. And I am thankful for my family and my friends and my health. And I am also very thankful for the Johnson County Library. And I love volunteering there each week. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Jennifer Curtis. I'm a member of the board of the Friends of Johnson County Library. And I'm thankful for the volunteers and world-class staff that run the Johnson County Library. A great way to show your thanks is to become a member at Join jclfriends.org. That's join jclfriends.org. Hi, uh, this is Jody Dietz, and I'm a member of the Board of the Friends of the Johnson County Library. Um, I am thankful for our robust library system and the many supports and programming it provides for our community. Um, we are a community of lifelong learners, and our library, library system uh, supports that, and I'm incredibly thankful for that. Um, a great way to show your thanks is to become a member at joinjclfriends.org. Um, thank you so much. Hi, this is Pete. I'm a foundation board member and I'm thankful for my family and the educators that support our community. I'm also thankful for the Johnson County Library because it has something for everyone and it is meant for everyone. A great way to show your gratitude this season is to donate at jocolibraryfoundation.org slash donate. 
your library of letters. Did you? Did you hear? 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 Did you hear?